0: This is the Pat O'Keefe Show on 98.7 ESPN. So it's mid-June. It's uh, Father's Day weekend. We've got not one, but two huge playoff games in New York tonight. Of course, we've got the Game 7 at Barclays Center. Nets, bucks winner advances to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then at Nassau Coliseum, Game four of the Islanders Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup semifinal series, which you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Our coverage beginning at 730 and the Isles play by play man Chris King, who will call the action tonight. Kind enough to give us a few minutes ahead of this huge game four. Chris. How you doing out there tonight?
1: I'm doing great, Pat. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. The way I look at this, um, you know, obviously not unfamiliar territory for the Islanders being down two games to one in a playoff series, especially here in 2021. They're certainly not going to be rattled by the situation they're in.
1: It is amazing how it's played out exactly the way the first two series have for those who, you know, haven't followed along. The Islanders open up the playoffs by getting a split in Pittsburgh Uh, lost game three at home by a goal, and then won the next three to win the series. Then the Bruins series got a split in Boston, lost game three at home by a goal, and ran off the next three wins to take the series in six. Sure enough, go down to Tampa, get a split down there, come home, lose game three by a goal. So, you know, if the pattern continues, do they have the lightning right where they want them? Uh, I'm not sure anybody can beat this Tampa team uh, three times in a row. Nobody's even beaten them twice in a row in the playoffs in the last two years. Uh, but it is a crucial game for them. They cannot go down 3-1. Uh, if they get the split, it's back to a best of three, and they certainly have shown they can win on the road anywhere this year.
0: Yeah, so, you know, they jump on them last Sunday in game one. They pick up that really impressive win in Tampa Bay. What changed in games two and three in this series?
1: Yeah, and that's a good point because a lot has changed. It seemed like, you know, to me, the Lightning were sleepwalking through that first game, which is hard to imagine, but they were. And the Islanders did play a terrific defensive game. So, uh, you know, the Islanders threw a blanket over the Lightning – but the Lightning didn't have their A game, uh, and John Cooper, their head coach, certainly let them know that after that. And he wanted them to be more physical. He wanted them to be more engaged. They certainly did that. They came out with a lot more energy, a lot more bang in that second game, uh, which they took 4-2. to two. And then to me, the Thursday night game at the Coliseum, game three, Tampa did to the Islanders exactly what the Islanders did to the Bolts. Uh, In game one, and that has just completely shut them down offensively, gave them no ice to work with, uh, let them do whatever they wanted on the outside, but wouldn't let them inside the dots and made it so difficult to get any quality scoring chances against Andre Vasilevsky. So that was uh, maybe the most impressive defensive effort I've ever seen from a Lightning team Thursday night at the Coliseum.
0: It's it's a crucial game, obviously, like you said, going down three to one in this series and then the series going back to Tampa for game five. That's going to be a really tough spot, which puts a lot of importance on tonight. Does Barry Trotz in these situations have a history of shaking things up? Might he shake up the lineup or the lines or the rotation tonight?
1: There is one possibility for that, Pat, and I, I think he will tonight just because of what that uh, wild card could be, and that is Oliver Wallstrom. He's a rookie sniper uh, who went out injured in the Penguin series in Game 5 and hasn't played since, but he's healthy, he's been practicing, he's been pregame skating, and uh, he just has a lethal shot. It just explodes off his stick. Um, and they need offense, right? They haven't been scoring. They haven't scored more than two goals in any goal, a game of the series. They haven't scored more than one power play goal in the three games combined. And during the regular season, he was their second leading point man on the power play. And, and, again, the shot is just so hard and it explodes off his stick so quickly that he makes it difficult to defend. And even if the goaltenders are making saves, they're generally awkward saves. So he picks up a lot of points on those rebound goals where the guys clean up in front. So I do think he'll finally put Oliver Waldstrom back in tonight just to try to give the team a little offensive spark that they certainly need, and we'll see if it works. Barry does have a, a terrific history of of making changes, even throughout these two playoff series. Most of the changes he's made, uh, the prior two playoff series, I should say, against Pittsburgh and Boston, had been in goal, and every time he switched goaltenders, it worked out perfectly for him, uh, as both you know, Ilya Sorokin won all four games in the Penguin series, and then Semyon Varlamov won all four games in the Bruins series.
0: Chris King, the Isles play-by-play man, uh, joining us. Game four tonight, Isles Lightning, Nassau Coliseum, coverage here at 7.30. Uh, right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN New York. So y- you mentioned goal, and that's been an you know interesting thing to watch, especially the first two series. Chris, uh, what do you th- do you think? There's any chance of a shakeup there tonight?
1: No, because Semyon Varlamov has played so well. I would say you know if, if goals against were the problem, I would say sure. But you you know you look at the last game, he only gave up two. Uh, One of them, uh, again, was a a pass that went off a skate of Nick Letty right to Yanni Gord, who popped it home. And and the Braden Point game-winning goal, I mean, he's being crushed to the ice. He's practically on his belly, and he sweeps it through Andy Green's legs and through Semyon Varlamov's legs. So. Uh, normally, Pat, I would say if you know, the, the problem were the goals against, then maybe, but it hasn't been. The problem's been the offense, so he's going to try to fix the offense. And Again, he's had the perfect touch with the goaltenders, knowing when to make the swap. I just don't think right now is that time, because Semyon Varlamov you know, has been one of their better players in this series, and tonight I think he will make his ninth straight start.
0: The offense is interesting because they had no trouble scoring goals against Pittsburgh, no trouble scoring goals against Boston. Obviously, like you mentioned, they haven't scored more than two in any game this series. Is that more a function of what Tampa is doing, or are they struggling a little bit across the board?
1: Yeah, it's a great point, Pat. I think it's a little bit of both. And yeah, I ran the numbers today, and you you hit the nail right on the head. In the Penguins series, they averaged three and a half goals a game and scored more than four goals or four more goals four times. In the Bruins series, they averaged more than three-and-a-half goals a game and scored, again, four or more goals four times. In this series, they've scored 2-1-1, four goals total in the three games. So part of it is certainly that, you know, they're going up against uh, a Tampa defense that features the guy that's generally thought of as the best defenseman in the National Hockey League, that's Victor Hedman, and the goalie who's thought of as the best, you know, goaltender in the NHL, Andre Vasilevsky. Look, they're both finalists for the Norris Trophy and the Vezina Trophy, respectively, for being the best at their position for a reason. But the other side of that is yes, the Islanders have guys who need to get going, and and these are guys who are you know streaky throughout their entire careers. Anthony Beauvillier had four goals in the first seven games; he had not scored in the last eight. Jordan Eberle had two goals in the first five games to open up the playoffs; he's had one in the last ten. So those two guys in particular, Beauvillier on the second line, Eberle on the first line, I think really need to go back to that hot side of the streak because once they get going, the goals just come in buckets. So uh, yes, a little bit of both. The Islanders have guys that are in slumps, but but Tampa is is much better defensively than what the Islanders saw, uh, certainly from the Penguins and even from the Bruins, who had usually given the Islanders fits you know, prior to this season.
0: You know, Chris, last year, this run to this exact same round they're in right now, the Stanley Cup semifinals, w- was great and exciting. The one thing it was missing, of course, was the fans. And you know, you look at this whole run this year that you've been a part of, I mean, the fans have really, really stood up and been a factor in this playoff series.
1: It has been phenomenal, Pat. I can't even tell you the night and day difference. Uh, You know, just for me personally, the Islanders played 22 games in the playoffs last year in the Toronto at Edmonton Bubbles, and I called every one of them from our radio station studios. So I was watching on a TV screen. So just to be back in the arenas, uh, even the visiting arenas, I mean, the the atmosphere in Boston for the three games up there where they crammed 17,400 into that building was just amazing. And of course, there is no better atmosphere than Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. With that low ceiling, there's no place for the sound to go. The crowd is so into it with the chants and the songs and the stomping and the, you know just everything. Even the national anthems now become an event though, with what's occurred the last few games with that. So Uh, Yeah, everybody, I think, Pat, realizes this is the final playoff run ever at Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum before they go to their new home, UBS Arena at Belmont Park next year. So they just want to wring every last ounce of nostalgia out of it possibly. But they also realize, Pat, that every time they win, it increases the chances that there will be more games in the building. And, you know, tonight becomes a big... uh, factor for that, because if they don't win, there's no guarantee that they will ever play another playoff game in the building. Obviously, if they were to lose game five Monday night in Tampa, the season would be over. So by winning tonight, they at least guarantee, hey, we got at least one more game Wednesday night, game six back at the Coliseum. So uh, it's been a tremendous atmosphere. And and already, uh, you know, we're three hours away from puck drop. I feel like I have chills already.
0: (laughs) I do, too, talking to you. I'm really excited about it. Chris, I appreciate the time. Should be fun. Huge game for the Isles tonight. We'll be listening. Thanks a lot.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Pat. Much appreciated.
0: Chris King, the Isles play-by-play man. He'll be on the call tonight. Game four at Nassau Coliseum. Isles Lightning. Isles trailing that series two games to one. They won game one. They lost the last two games, so they're looking to even things up before they head to Tampa Bay for Monday's game number five. I was going to ask Chris about that, but he stole my thunder. This could be the final Islanders game at Nassau Coliseum if they lose tonight's game and then lose Game 5 in Tampa Bay. That's it. Tonight would be the final game at Nassau Coliseum. The crowds in there have been electric. They have absolutely been a factor during this playoff run, and that's going to be on everybody's mind as the puck drops tonight. A loss for the Islanders, and that's probably it for the Coliseum. This, you know, aesthetically speaking, the most pleasing building. No, no. but charm-wise, you know, all the history in there for that unbelievably passionate fan base, mostly on Long Island. I mean, that's it. They love that place. They love this team. They love that place. And this could be it. And I anticipate that being a factor tonight, just in the way that the, the crowd approaches this game. We'll see if that trickles down to ice level. But a huge game for the Isles and the Lightning. You can hear it here starting at 730 on 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to Pat O'Keefe on 98.7 ESPN.